Greetings, everyone. You are listening to the MS Mobile Show. This is the podcast for the Microsoft Mobile Enthusiast. This is episode 82. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith, and I'm joined by my good friend and the new co-host of the MS Mobile Show, Aaron Hall. Or Aaron, let's see, what's your middle name, initial? Aaron M? Aaron M. Hall. Yes, M. Michael. What's up, Aaron? How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Uh, I had a lovely day with my children today, and they drove me nuts, but it's still all, it's all good. It's all lovely. Awesome. Um, yeah, man. What's, well, how's your house doing? How, it's been, a what, three weeks, a month? Yeah, yeah, I've been in it for about, well, almost three weeks for sure, about three and a half, actually, I think. And, uh, yeah, everything's going pretty good. We're starting to get settled in. Uh, you can probably still hear some echo behind me because I haven't gotten the sound masking stuff in yet that I want to get, but uh, that's hopefully coming next week, I'm hoping. Um, so probably by the next time we have a podcast together, uh, it should be greatly improved. Uh, but other than that, yeah, my wife and I are getting settled into the house. Things are kind of feeling more like home and not just a uh, like a cyclone hit it. Uh, which is awesome. Yeah, nice. Well, listeners, at the end of the hour, we will be thanking the sponsor of this episode. Be sure to listen all the way to the end. If you have just a few minutes to catch the beginning of this episode, we want to make sure you at least get a great piece of information that you can use immediately in your everyday life. And for that, we're going to go to the tip of the episode, and that tip is checking up, checking up contact duplication after Skype preview. Aaron, what what do we need to know about this? So basically, if you've used the Skype Universal uh, Windows uh, app in preview, and and I'm not sure right now whether or not this is still an issue now that it's out of preview and they've drastically changed how they handle contacts management. But uh, during the preview phase, for sure, if you enabled SMS Relay, it was horribly prone to duplicating your contacts. And, and what I mean by that is it would, whenever you'd start a new conversation with somebody or get a message from somebody new, um, it would add that contact's phone number and name, and if it was in your Outlook address book, to your Skype contacts list, uh, which was bad enough in my opinion i didn't really like it doing that it was unnecessary um but if you it would also do it on there but it would also duplicate the actual outlook.com phone contact as well um and what would what would happen is ever since outlook upgraded their backend to be more exchange outlook web access um when you go into the people apps and you delete those contacts and you try to clean house, you'll notice that within 24 to 48 hours, all of those contacts will come back. And if you delete them again, they'll come back twofold, and so on and so forth. Every time you delete them all, they come back twice as many as there was before. And I figured out what was going on. Essentially, if you go into Outlook uh, web app, uh, so... It, you know, go to Outlook.com, sign in on the web, and uh, go to the deleted items folder in your in your people contacts. 
you will notice that all of the contacts you've deleted are sitting in the deleted items folder. And essentially what Skype is doing is it's sucking all of those deleted contacts back into the contacts list. And the, the, so it, it, there's a multiple part step here uh, in order to clean this up. And I actually recommend doing it simultaneously on uh, the phone through the People app, but also through Outlook Web on the PC just because it's a little bit easier to navigate and you don't have to deal with quirks uh, this way. And here's what I mean. If you open up the Skype app, disable uh, the SMS relay function, and then uh, go into the Skype's contact section and delete all the duplicates on your Skype's contact list. Then you go into the People app on your phone and you use the little check mark button to enable select mode and you start selecting all of those contacts that you know are duplicates and you press the delete button and it's going to go into a selection mode where it asks you to confirm all the contacts that you're deleting and so as you scroll down through you're going to notice that one of them will say like outlook.com or outlook however your uh, outlook account is named on your phone and then all of the ones after that that are duplicates are going to be Outlook.com and then some number in parentheses, like parentheses 1, 2, 3, 4, so on. You delete the ones that have the numbers in it because and keep the original copy because obviously it's the one you, you don't want to lose. So you delete all those numbered ones, delete them there, and then you go on the PC to Outlook.com, sign into the web, and go to Deleted Items folder and you empty the deleted items folder. That will prevent the Skype app from importing those back into the contacts list. Um, now unfortunately you probably heard me say that yes you have to disable SMS relay in order to do that. So if you rely on this feature you may be stuck with duplicate contacts for quite some time. I don't know yet if that is fully fixed um, in the latest non-preview build. Um, it's something that I haven't had, a, had time to fully test that piece yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a mess and it's uh, pretty aggravating. I, I saw lots and lots of people uh, besides myself experiencing and reporting this on Twitter. Uh, and so I had to get to the bottom of it and that's what I found out. So basically, Skype uh, is universal app is kind of a mess. Uh, and I had previously said at one point that I finally had hope for Skype, um, but that's pretty much out the window now, and I pretty much am back to hating Skype with every fiber of my being. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I, I just wish they could get their act together, you know? Well, I will have to go back and listen to this again and go step-by-step and do each one of these because I do have the issue. I mean, I've had, I've kept all my contacts for the last, I don't know, 12 years. Like every time I got a new phone, I ported the SIM, you know, the contacts over. I've been using the same Microsoft account for uh, at least 10 years now. Or yeah, it's got to be almost maybe nine years. And um, it, it's, it's, there's a lot, it, it's a lot of, um, cobwebs there's a lot of residual in there 
that needs tidying up. And it's something I just need to dedicate an afternoon to, to, to doing. Um, and I, I'm glad you know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So I will, I'll go back and listen to it, follow through. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'll make sure that I, I'll, for the show notes on the web, I will write up the actual step-by-step so that everybody can follow that because I know it is kind of a quick, uh, you know, run through when I say it on here, obviously. So the point is just to get some information out there for people that they can follow through and be able to uh, reduce this issue for them. Nice. Good. Well, that will help. Let's move forward to the mobile minute, and we're going to spend more than a minute on this. This week, or I guess technically last week, Wharton Brooks had finally announced their Cerulean Mobile Moment. And this is, there was a big hubbub about this, and not necessarily all good. Now, we're not going to dig into all the specs, because we're going to be talking about this for a long time. But what was your initial thought of, what did you think of Morton Brooks before the phone was announced, and then did that change? I had never heard of Wharton Brooks before the announcement that they were going to build this phone. So last last um, year, you're saying? I mean, yeah, yeah, roughly sometime last year. I mean, I'd never heard of them before before that. Um, but I thought was very intrigued by it, and you know, I'm always thrilled whenever some somebody says that you know I'm such a fan of the platform, I'm such a fan of Microsoft that I want to do something that is that uh, allows me to give back something back to the fans. Uh, so I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. I'm very excited to hear news like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, unfortunately, now we're a year later from the original announcement, uh, and I almost, you know, I don't want to say it's too little too late, but it kind of feels like we're maybe a little too little too late. Um, and, and that's for a variety of reasons, uh, some of which are thanks to Microsoft uh, pulling back and re- really retrenching. Um, but some of that's also just the, the state of mobile right now and knowing that, you know, whatever path is going forwards with Windows and mobile is probably going to be very different from what we know it today. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm reluctant to invest in something that is might be not very well supported or embraced down the road if that makes sense yeah and i've heard that from a few different people i don't uh really disagree that much with it but the 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 end cap on that is basically that right now it's getting crowdfunded through indiegogo mm-hmm. and it has a what is the term a, a firm cap or a firm uh, target and so if they do not reach the target of 1.1 million dollars uh you know not donated what do you call it pledged or something yeah um if they don't reach that then it's it's a no-go and people don't it's an indie no-go <laughs> um i'm such a dad joker and uh they they, it, they don't they don't get it and you get your money back and I actually i think i need to let's see they don't take your money right away do they I guess I did, and then you get a refund, or they do not take it until it's, until it's a go. I guess I'll have to look into that. Either way, but they're asking about it's about three hundred bucks for this phone, and it is a mid ranger. It does have continuum, and I was gonna say that whatever mobile looks like down the road, 
it will definitely have a continuum aspect to it. There's no no question to that. And so obviously putting out a phone that did not have continuum would would be a completely different story and I, my tune would be quite a bit different. But I the biggest thing I love about this is that it is a phone when, you know for fans by a, a big fan of Windows Phone. Absolutely, and, and I think that alone is a good reason for if if you are even remotely uh, in the market for a mid-range phone, whether you're going to use it just as a toy to test and uh, um, you know play around with, or just to kind of support the ecosystem and let people know that we are still out there as fans and we still care and we still are passionate about uh, this. You should absolutely back it. Um, I will probably still be backing it, um, you know, based on whatever finances uh, happen over the next 30 days here before the deadline. Uh, but I am still probably going to go ahead and back it anyway, um, knowing that, you know, if it doesn't pan out, then no big deal. But, you know, especially if they start getting closer, then, you know, I want to be part of that movement to say, yes, we still matter as a, as a group of fans. And just think of the numbers as far as what we see. We know that there are so many Windows Phone, Windows Mobile fans out there. Aaron, just throw some numbers as far as like how many thousands of people uh, give feedback on specific, well, in the feedback hub. I mean, we see huge numbers there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even, you know, my personal favorite is the circular uh, photos. That's that's almost 100,000 people, I think. Yeah, it's like 84,000 upvotes just on the <laughs> I hate this. And that's not even, that's only like one collection. They have not even consolidated all of the posts <laughs> on that topic. So there are others that have thousands more. So, And, and there's 10 million people in the program. So 84,000 doesn't sound like a lot, but you got to figure some of those 10 million are just getting builds and they're not even submitting feedback. So so if, five, you know. if 5% of the people that provided feedback on that got this phone, it would be enough for it to go, for it to make it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so to put that into perspective, now it's a very small number that have pledged at this point. I think last I looked, it was less than 50. And obviously we're going to see that grow and um, we'll, keep you updated on this. I'm sorry for people who are listening to this several months down the road. Uh, You know how this turned out (laughs) and we don't, (laughs) but um, I'm excited for it and concerned, but it like, if this is going to ruin my day, if this is going to stress me out, if this is something that I'm going to get hung up on, then I'm really focusing in the wrong place, wrong things in my life. I, th- I think so too, and and you know to be honest, there there is a part of me that when I hear about a fan creating a phone for fans, I will admit that I was looking for maybe a little something a little bit more in the flagship slash premium range. Um, you know, I, I I was I was looking for like at least a 1080p display, for example, uh, preferably a Snapdragon 820 versus a 600 series. Uh, but but at the same time, look at how well Windows 10 Mobile runs, even on the older Snapdragon 800, which is not even close to the performance of the 617 and the 820s and all that. Um, so, you know, I expect this is going to run very well um, in spite of things. So, you know, if 
if you're looking for that kind of budget-friendly phone um, and you don't want to uh, dive into an Android ecosystem, uh, I think this is exactly where you go to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I should add that when we think of Continuum, we might think of how the, the, the top end is demoed. We think of, like, the very most that can be used by Continuum as much as, as, as possible. All the different scenarios, and Aaron, you've you've used this plenty of ways, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but also, just think of it as I'm going to use it. Put my wife in there as an example. Okay, uh, she uses a Windows phone, uh, Lumia 640, and she's mostly happy with it. She loves when she gets a new case for it. There are people out there who are enjoy their devices, and they're just not as enthusiastic about it as as we are, and that's okay. Right. But for exactly. So if I got her a $300 phone, she would think I overpaid for it, okay, for, for one. <laughs> but also, she, was, she just spent a week in South Carolina, and I could have sent, if she had a Continuum phone a, with a Snapdragon 617, a quote-unquote crappy, uh, you know, a processor, uh, 32 gigs of, RAM, of storage on there, she could have loaded up four, let's just say four movies, okay, and she could, or she could have streamed them actually. But I mean, she could have had them on the, on the device. She, and when she went uh, in her hotel room, just plug in uh, really any streaming streaming stick. But I mean, like the uh, Microsoft wireless display adapter, which mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple versions of that out now. But still, twenty twenty to fifty bucks, depending on wh uh, which one you get, and watch exactly what she wants without commercials. I mean, like you know, just she she brought with what she wanted to watch. And it's right there, or of course she could stream it, play it right off of the, uh, out of the store. Exactly, and all she brought with her was a phone and a small little adapter, not a big honking laptop or a, you know, or, or bigger tablet or anything like that. Just two small, very fit in your pocket type devices, mm -hmm. and that's pretty fantastic. And I recall even at my, um, I, I think it was this first week that I got the 950 and not, the bugs weren't even all out yet. Like it was, mm -hmm. um, you remember how like the volume wouldn't work? You had to go like volume, yes. click down one <laughs> and then back up. Yeah. You had to go to 29, back to 30. Uh, yep. well, I didn't know that trick right away. And so I, I used that at my brother's house. We watched, I don't know, pretty, whatever, good movie. That was so simple to bring with. It was in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it wasn't, didn't even bring my bag in, or I didn't have to bring my bag in, okay? These are, yep. not, these are not mind-blowing special effects, or, you know, this isn't a, a fantastic trick. Well, let's put it this way. Most of my usage has been either through wired, through the Microsoft Lumia dock, um, or it has been wirelessly through the Connect app on the PC, Okay. Now, when I go to work every day, the first thing I do is I connect my phone. I set it down on the wireless charger, and then I connect it to my work app or work connect uh, laptop through the Connect app, and so that I can get messages there very easily. Uh, and it's quite good that way. Miracast actually does work pretty well that way. It's a little bit of lag here and there, but not nothing spectacular. No, I'm not trying to watch movies over it that way. Yeah. So let's think of a couple more scenarios. I can think of two more that my wife could and would use in her scenario. Mm -hmm. Say she's she went to work uh, to South Carolina for work for a week, and she would not have necessarily had to bring her laptop, 
but she did. But she could have she could have been sent a PowerPoint presentation, and she could have easily modified a couple slides on there, and she could have brought her phone into the to the meeting, and just cast that directly to the to the projector, um, yep. either either directly or with a streaming stick with the display adapter, and just played what she needed to right there, gone through the presentation. And same thing with um, she could have edited those slides or even you know fiddle around with Excel or whatever. Um, on the the hotel TV, if she needed mm-hmm. to to modify that stuff, it it's not like she's spending six eight hours a day on it or something like that. Right. But it is just this is the use case scenario. I don't need to spend a lot of time on this. It's just here's a quick solution. I didn't have to haul my laptop around. This is perfect. This is fantastic, and I see mm-hmm. that also. Eventually, I also see that flying. Okay, you can have. I'm sure that to some extent this is already possible, but when you're flying, you have like sometimes in the you have a monitor, you know, a TV, a display on the on the back of the seat in front of you, and uh, you should be able to connect your phone to that in stream media. Well, instead of actually plugging it in, you just you use wireless or whatever, and that that is very reasonable to have happen. That is the future. That's a consumer. That's a mid-range mobile device for the consumers yeah. that is what we think of as cheap. And right, and if you if you look at uh, um, even you know, now, you know they've announced this travel tech ban uh, where they're in certain flights and scenarios they are banning the usage of tablets and laptops on the flights, and so. If they're going to start doing that, then that's going to start crippling a lot of business travelers. Well, if the business traveler has got a continuum-capable device, then you're exactly right. They can bring along a little portable, foldable keyboard like the uh, Microsoft Universal keyboard, set their phone down on top of that little clip that that keyboard has, and then pair it up Bluetooth to the keyboard and go to town with it. Carry along a little mouse or something if you want. Um, but the mouse keyboard and that little display, like a six inch, five to six inch display can really save their butts on and keep them productive or keep them entertained or whatever the case may be on those flights. Now, in that case, you wouldn't actually need continuum, right? Or are you describing something else? No. Well, so that could be either or, um, what you're saying, of course, I, I love that idea in theory. Yeah, uh, let's upgrade all the displays on the the flights to Miracast capable or Apple Play capable or whatever you know technologies they want to support. But if they support Miracast, then that supports all of Android and Windows. And if it supports Apple Play, obviously it'll support an iPhone too. But you know, for sake of argument here, yeah, let's project our Continuum display to that. Then you get instead of a little five to six inch display, then you're going to get a a nice, uh, you know, probably eight to nine inch display, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And Especially it's, up, it's you... up too. You're not like hunched over. You're not looking down yeah. at it. That's that makes exactly it makes a difference. Yep, exactly. So I, I'm trying to be reasonable about this. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of the, the mid range of, of the use case scenario. I'm not trying to think of, oh, the HP Elite X3B or whatever the next you know thing is with a Snap 835 right. and 
five gig of RAM and you know 128 storage and uh, I don't, you know a full uh, 4K display or something, right? Um, that people will, that will exist eventually and people will want it and you will get it, Aaron, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I will be enticed by it. I will definitely want it. But even the nicer devices I've had, the 1520, for example, oh man, it's such a, such an awesome, awesome home device, like a couch device. That's the best way I could Mm -hmm. describe that. Browsing the web or Twitter or Facebook just whatever it is, even editing Excel documents. I'm not kidding. I've, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's great on that. It's so, especially but when it first came out because of it, well, it's still Windows 4 8.1. Um, but that's, that's the extreme. Those are those power users out there. But uh, there's plenty of other people in range in between, and I, I would not normally do that. I would actually prefer the smaller device, uh, five inch display, five to five point two. I mean, the 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 nine fifty is actually just slightly bigger than I want for one handed use. The five uh, the eight thirty is right in that range. I love the build of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the eight thirty. Oh yeah, still just, one of my favorite phones. Absolutely yes. Um, and I think we're going to see a shift back to these smaller devices that are very capable to scale up to something else. Obviously, Samsung is has is rolling out their DeX experience with the Galaxy S8. And yes, of course, I guess we had to we had to slip that in there. Just like when there's a new iPhone, we always mention it, even if, I don't know, it's it's weird how, how our minds work that way, right? Um, yeah, and, well, and I, w- I really wanted to mention it anyway, just because of the uh, whole Microsoft experience of it. Um, but you know, the, the real reality is obviously Continuum is on to something good. And we know that because now we've got Samsung is already starting to copy it. Uh, we know from rumors that Android is starting to develop, you know, Google is developing it on the Android side natively. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if down the road, if Apple eventually tries to reinvent it uh, on their own, and of course, you know, people will go gaga over it then. Mm-hmm. But, um, but in the meantime, you know, obviously Microsoft is on to something good. They know that, and that's why they're trying to develop it on the backside so that they can, um, you know, get that out to us as quickly as possible. Um, and obviously, Samsung thought so too. So they were like, mm, "Here, let, we could do that too." Now, uh, I have not. I don't know enough about Samsung Dex or whatever they're actually calling it. But excuse me. But today, um, today's Monday. Um, all about Windows Phone Insight podcast. Yes. Did you listen to that today? I did not get to listen to it, but I read the blog that was. That they the kind of referenced, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, uh, Steve, makes a very good point. He de- details rather well, and yeah. even he'll admit that he's a bit of a Windows Phone fan. Um, everyone, every human has a bias. If you're human, you have a bias. But uh, I think he explained very well why Continuum is better than Samsung Dex. He and, was right on the money, in my opinion. Um, and I, I, I didn't disagree. But I mean, you know, listen to that. And uh, if you want, and 
that that really puts it in perspective because it's so easy for this old continuum that hasn't had many improvements noticeable improvements lately to feel and it's you know it's like well samsung came out with it and look at that they demoed it just perfect and boom whereas people like you especially aaron have been using this day in and day out for such a long time i i suppose why don't you elaborate on why continuum is still better um, you know, we, we know that they're going to add some more functionality like windowed mode, which is probably the only real standing or, uh, positive benefit that Dex has over Continuum right now, besides the number of Android apps that are out there. But the problem is that when you scale um, Android apps on Dex, they either run in windowed mode where they look exactly the same as they do on your Android on the Android phone display, or you run them maximized and they look like they are just maximized versions of that. Like you stretched them out on a really big display and they still look as functionally limited as they did on the 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 phone display. Uh, you know, let me interject here. Can you give a good example of where uh, going from the, the app on the phone blowing up to the app on the desk, well, the continuum big screen, where yeah. y- where you give, um, well, more functionality? What's the best example of that? Best example I can come up with right now is the OneNote mobile app, or actually any of the Office mobile apps, but uh, in particular, OneNote comes to mind. On OneNote, no, you get at any given moment you either have the page and tab and section view or you are viewing the um, notes page itself and you get a little dot 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 menu down at the app bar at the bottom and if you tap on it then you get a limited set of options available to you in mobile you're saying correct like on, on the on the device yeah yep but as soon as you connect this to uh, the um, continuum display and and you open the OneNote in that mode, it opens up exactly like the PC, not the desktop PC version, but the universal PC version of OneNote. And so you get all the tabbed user interface with all the toolbar options and all of the different features and functions of OneNote mobile. And to me, that's pretty darn remarkable because you can have a lightweight, bare-bones editor in your pocket on the smaller display, but at the same time, you can broadcast it to a big display like a TV or a monitor, and magically you've got this fully featured, fully functional, fully capable uh, application that is desktop-grade functionality especially you know now that they just yesterday i think it was or over the weekend they released the update that includes like audio recording again and you know has drawing capabilities and uh you know pretty much anything that's in the desktop version the math functionality and uh, for math equations and things like that so there's all these different capabilities that are become available to you as soon as you uh, broadcast it to that or project it to that bigger display. Nice. 
I I say nice at the end of everything <laughs> all the time, but it it is. Uh, I love it. Like it's almost to the point of getting goosebumps when you hear, like, oh man, that's exactly how that should work. That's that's the future now. And yeah, there's you know nothing is perfect yet, but that is just fantastic. Think of that compared to three years ago. Okay, just mm-hmm. think of what you're able to do now with this little device versus what you could do back then. I, I just I just love it and I cannot wait what this will be to see what this is like in three years from now. Yeah, and, and, soon and, and or you know, coming soon or, you know, whatever. Um I, I, I hate waiting, uh, but but that's kind of the fun part of looking yeah. forward to uh fun part of technology, I think. Yep, and, and just as a reference, if you want to know what this looks like today on Dex Take your Windows Phone with Continuum support and project it to the Connect app on your PC for a moment. And then what I want you to do is I want you to open the phone app. Because if the dialer, you know, the phone dialer. The way that app looks maximized on Continuum is really what I have seen that you can expect on Android Dex or through Dex. Um, verse, and then open OneNote and compare the difference between those two. And tell, and then you'll kind of understand what we're talking about where we say that Continuum right now is still a much better solution. Now, I'm not saying it's always going to be that way. I think that, you know, obviously if, they're, if they end up selling millions and millions or tens of millions of these uh, Galaxy S8s, as we can expect that they will, um, you know, they're, they're going to dramatically improve that over time um, so hopefully Microsoft will move quickly on bringing these improvements but but for now that's really what you can expect and then is it correct I, I don't remember exactly is it correct that the Microsoft apps that were demoed when the, when they demoed Samsung Dex were those how, what were those apps because they were designed for Dex right Yes, they were, which brings into that uh, consideration of what the um, the uh, the Microsoft Edition S8 is. It was obviously a partnership on their part, um, which I think is a good thing because right now Microsoft can, if they get a lot of success on the Microsoft Edition S8, um, then there's a good chance that they can start bringing Samsung back into the fold little by little and saying, okay, well, maybe instead of do- wasting all your money and resources on your own solution uh, for DeX, why don't you bring DeX users over to the Windows side and start using Continuum? Um, I, you know, I had I, I not think, even thought of that, but that I, excites me. Uh, I think like, that that is a yeah. good win and a good strategy for them. Um, not to mention the benefit that Microsoft is a software company first and so getting um, you know getting Microsoft users and customers onto a Samsung which is still the largest Android uh, OEM uh, getting those customers on board with Microsoft software instead of Google uh, that's a big win for Microsoft as well and it didn't go unnoticed to me that Samsung demoed productivity with Microsoft's Office Suite apps. That's exactly right. And they did not use Google's, well, what would they call mm-hmm. it, pages. And I guess I'm, right. I've am i been a little bit out of the loop right now lately. Yeah, um, that's exactly it. 
That is significant, I yeah, think. It really is, and I, I think that that's a huge win for Microsoft, even more so than for Samsung. Um, and I think that's something that they can play on. And by the way, if, I don't know if you remember, recently there was they announced that the Samsung Galaxies are also fully capable of being Windows Hello authentication devices as well. So you could do the prox- phone proximity option, where as soon as your phone is within range of your PC, it will unlock it for you because it knows you're there. Um, what's the name of that again? Not just Windows Hello, uh, but like dynamic, not dynamic Dynamic range. lock, I dynamic think. Dynamic lock, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, do you remember, I just thought of this now, but do you remember if the the Office apps demoed on the S8 for DeX, if those were uh, the free versions or if that was something that they needed Office 365 for? I honestly, I don't recall that offhand. Um, I, I'm not, I I would actually be surprised if they weren't, at least in some way, the free yeah, versions. That's and my guess. Just but... to be able to promote it a little bit, but who knows with with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's smart either way, um, in just depending on how you look at it. But I, I have a feeling it's probably the free read-only stuff, and then if you want to have advanced functionality, then you subscribe to Office 365. Nice. Cool. Well, we should keep moving. I have two little wins I didn't put in the show notes, but I want to, I thought about and I want to share. One, where I work, we have online trainings. A lot of it's safety training, some of it just standard HR stuff, you know, um, you know, the, the read through and sign that you read it type of thing. And there's also legitimate interactive going through slides, uh, learning and then answering questions and Things like that that, that help pe- keep people safe. It, it makes my job easier because I don't have to directly go out there and and like teach a class. People just go to a computer and they work on it at their own pace when they have time. That's good. And that's many companies are going towards that, especially manufacturing companies. Well, our, where I work, we have more than a few people that are not very technically savvy. And many of those are uh, getting close to retirement in age. And so many of these people really do struggle with going through and quite literally even manipulating a mouse, just under, you know, being used to that, knowing which button to click. I mean, it is, it's, it's comical the first few times and then uh, it, it's a little bit frustrating and slightly sad, but uh, and not really sad. It's just that uh, that was never their focus of expertise. That's not where they focus their, whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're good, still good people, obviously. Well, yeah, it's not sad that they can't do it. It's sad that they didn't have the opportunity to grow up with it the way we have, I think. That's true. Yes. That's a good way to put it. So one thing that changed where I work is that we went from these, I think maybe, um, maybe, I don't know, 23 inch displays to these big, maybe 32 inch display uh, all in once. And they were touchscreen. And so that and most people didn't even know their touchscreen. They just used the keyboard and the mouse and, and fiddling around through there. Well, I started using the touchscreen as I help people through this, um, not only because they have their hand on the mouse, and I, I, but I just it, getting them used to that. And so they were starting to go through, and, and the buttons are you know big enough on the display where they can just tap that. And it, everyone uses a smartphone at this point. Most mm-hmm. of them do. 
And so if they, it's easier to actually understand how a touch is going to respond than even a click sometimes. They don't know if it's happening or not and, you know, if some, whatever. And so my big win for last week was getting one individual caught up in all his trainings who he was way far behind and had a lot of challenges working through it. But I got him rolling on using, you know, understanding the interface because it was touch. And I think that's such a big win for Microsoft in general, but also just that we're advancing to, you know, the next place in the future. And that, that does, um, that's a little bit of a win for me. The next win, the next win was that a friend of mine uh, who I work with, she was her weekend uh, off, but she came in and she said, Hey, I need your help with something. I'm like, uh, what? (laughs) And she brought her mother's, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Lumia 735 or seven, or boy, I don't remember now which one it was, but it was on Verizon. It was Verizon Lumia. Oh yeah. Which uh, I'm not as familiar with, with those devices. I should be. But what happened is that she had enabled narrator mode and you know how infuriating that can be. (laughs) Yes. So uh, I disabled that for her, and she still had this device set up just like it came out of the box. You know, all this the bloatware, which, of course, Windows Phone doesn't have a lot of bloatware, but Verizon sticks their crap on there. I went and uninstalled a lot of that stuff, stuff set up with um, a few different shorts, shortcuts, pinned a couple contacts for her, uh, changed her lock screen, and, I mean, just different things like that. And helped her helped uh, my friend set that up for her mother, and it went. It was almost reminiscent of five years ago, even of helping people get set up with a Windows Phone and them getting excited about it, and me being excited about it, of course, and 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 showing how yeah, this device is powerful. You can do a lot with it. You have Office apps. You can um, great camera, uh, good editing, you know, whatever. But also, we can dumb this down for you to have just whatever eight tiles or 12 tiles and this is all you need anyway so this is all this is the the less on here the better so that you are you can get right to what you need and that was a personal win for me i i enjoy enjoyed that (laughs) that is really cool and it was surprising that she even had a windows phone that Verizon sold it to her but yeah no kidding yeah All right, um, let's jump ahead a little bit to the deal of the day, and then we'll get back to our insider feedback item. Deal of the day. Now, I'm calling it deal of the day because these things do expire. Not only do they expire, you know, within sometimes within a few days, but also you may be listening to this uh, weeks or months after this. The deal of the day is going to be through Bing Rewards. And so I'll put a link in the show notes, but if you go under, under Redeem or under Shop, I think, Redeem and then shop. Uh, there's movies from the X-Men universe, and you can pick from seven seven different X-Men universe movies. Um, and, of course, this is because of Logan, which I will gush over in a moment. But uh, it's only a 1,000 points to rent one of these, which is basically like, like think of it as like 95 cents or so, which is which is good. And uh, it's certainly worth it. I think you have a full, I guess you have 14 days to start watching it. And at this point, it, this this expires on April 30th, these these ones do. And so, you know, at the time of this recording, you have almost a month. 
So don't forget about Bing Rewards. If obviously you're searching, uh, we, I give this Love tip. Bing Rewards. <laughs> yeah, um, I I give this tip all the time. If you're searching somewhere, might as well search with Bing. And if you're searching with Bing, you might as well be getting rewards for it. And use them on stuff that well, whatever. It's free. Do it. Um, so yeah, Logan. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it on one of my other podcasts, but. Um, I had a fantastic time with that film. It was so, so good. And I guess I won't go into detail why, but the, it, it was a great superhero movie that didn't that, that didn't feel like a superhero movie. People died that you didn't want to die. Not that that makes people happy or anything, but I I get a certain sense of satisfaction where not all not all is, is great at the end. Okay, because that's life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you have to work through bad times sometimes, um, and so on and so forth. And of course, like Patrick Stewart is in it, and he is one of my favorite roles of his uh, mm-hmm. as Ch- Dr. Charles Xavier, of course. But he's relatively aged. I love the dynamic of how powerful his mind is, and as a mind ages and potentially dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever you would call it, he has more of a challenge controlling his mind which is a powerful weapon so i love that part of it yada yada on and on whatever it's a great movie go check it out of course you cannot rent logan with uh the the deal of the day but you can go see it in theaters which is what i did all right tell us about uh this week's insider feedback item and where people should go to well share their feedback all right, so this week, well, actually, after last week, we actually had somebody reach out to us. Um, his name is Carlo, uh, and he reached out to us uh, with a piece of feedback that he was hoping to get a little a spotlight attention on, and I agreed with it. I thought it was a very good piece of feedback, and it ties in uh, very well with our tip of the episode earlier um, because it relates to contacts management. Um, and so we'll post a link to this. Uh, it's called Lost Contacts in Groups Again. Uh, and he says, I think there's an underlying problem that contact links and groups aren't getting backed up and are lost due to OS or app updates. It's such a pain. I've lost contacts in groups. Some of these groupings I'll never be able to recover since I don't remember even what they were or who was in them. Uh, it's such an unreliable feature and I can't trust it. And essentially, this is something I have mixed uh, um, results with. I have not encountered a single scenario in which my Outlook groups uh, have been lost. Um, So that's one part of the feedback that I can't reproduce. However, uh, I have encountered multiple times over the history of Windows Phone usage that I have in which the... um, contact links between like Facebook profile and Outlook contact profile uh, and other accounts that I have tied in together uh, will magically unlink themselves. And and I can't even explain why. It's not like it's tied to any specific app update or build update or anything like that. It just happens. Um, And it's, uh, and, and I would love to have an explanation of why that happens, but um, or, you know, why they can't stay linked across whatever the scenario is. Um, but I think it's a very important thing. Uh, you know, when we, it's bad enough, we got to deal with contact duplication issues with Skype. 
but then when you can't trust the contacts you do have to stay linked together and you start losing your profile pictures and things like that, it really makes the pro platform as a whole look bad. Uh, and so I really hope that uh, um, maybe somebody is listening that works at Microsoft and will hear this bit of feedback. Go approach somebody in the people uh, hub or app team or whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, approach those team members and ask them to investigate it a little bit. You know, find out if there's any bugs or reasons why these things would happen. Um, because we we got to be able to trust that our contacts and our data are safe. That's a good tip. Or that's a that's something that you, if you feel strongly about this, listener, if you are experiencing this issue, go to the feedback via the link in the show notes here and submit your your vote uh, make a comment on it or whatever and maybe you have a, a, a fix to this maybe you know of, of a workaround or something like that comment back at us um email or twitter or whatever let us know if there's a way that we can as, as with all these these things we bring up if there's a workaround or if there's something we can we could do to help work through this so yeah aaron what do you have for an app this week this week, I, I found, and actually it was, I don't know, maybe middle of last week, I found this app. Uh, it's called Money Tracker Pro by KTech, uh, excuse me, KTech Systems Limited. Um, I've, I will have a link to it in the show notes. Um, and basically what it is, is if you have used uh, Microsoft Money or QuickBooks or any type of app like that, SPB Finance uh, also comes to mind. Um, if you've used any of those apps, it's just like those. Um, it can track um, an import from you know a variety of sources, import all your finances, and basically serves as like a you know an app-based check register that can do rep advanced reporting features, cash and stock transactions. Uh, and now I'm going to read a few of the features off the uh, description, but full. Full multi-currency support with 156 currencies, uh, online FX uh, rates and stock prices, photo attachments, uh, data synchronization uh, between OneDrive or Dropbox, voice commands with Cortana, um, and many, many other features. So, you know, if, you, if you're a big-time user of QuickBooks or if you were like me and you used to use and love Microsoft money and need something to help you kind of manage your finances, give this uh, app a shot. Uh, they do have a trial available for it. Uh, and then it is also for sale. I believe it's $10, uh, which I, I tried it out for about three days and realized that I loved it already. Uh, it's available on PC, mobile, holographic, and hub. I so, love that. You know, if, I love yeah, that we have it, available so many places. Yep, so it's, it is a full universal app for, designed for Windows 10. Uh, it seems to get periodic updates, and it has very high ratings uh, on it. Uh, so I think it's well worth the uh, 10 bucks to give it a shot. I think I might not be alone in, in trying to imagine the scenario in which this app would be functional on the HoloLens. Did, do, you, do you have any clues to that? <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not real sure. I mean... I think if I were using this in a uh, business setting, maybe instead of having to sit here at my desk and have this big display 
here, I can imagine having HoloLens on where I can create multiple displays, virtual displays in the air uh, or on my wall or whatever and have multiple apps running. So if I, maybe I've got my finance app over here and I've got Excel right next to it and I'm doing you know whatever budget are going on for my small business or something like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. When okay. you have the freedom to do that, I guess uh, um, the world is your uh, oyster or ocean or whatever. <laughs> well, I think once we we see more examples of this, it's our our the our creative limits will be loosed. We will be unbound by that, and we'll, we'll have, mm-hmm. it'll be easier for us to imagine that um, that scenario. Anyway, moving forward, our music pick of the episode, and I, Aaron is going to agree with me on this, I have no doubt. Uh, Weird Al's White and Nerdy. And uh, not yes. only because it's a great song, and you know we're kind of, well, we're both white and a little nerdy. And um, I, you know, I love the, you know, the Microsoft references in there, and I, well, whatever. But also because uh, this is available through, well, let's see, through... Okay, you need to be on mobile or PC Fast Ring. Insider Fast Ring. I don't even know what number that is. Uh, 15063, whatever. And the app needs to be updated. Groove Music needs to be updated. And apparently, it's an A-B testing because I do not have it. Or you need to be lo- you need to have a Groove Pass, which I yes. actually just dropped. Which Do you know which one it is? I, I'm not sure if it's A-B or if it's Groove uh, Pass because I have... I either got lucky and got the A-B test or it's because I have the group pass. I'm not sure, but yeah, I did get it over the weekend. Uh, Saturday morning, I woke up and here's a groove update. And I'm like, okay, sure, install. Um, because I love groove. And um, so they they turned it on, this feature on, and they said, hey, you've got this new um, mu- music videos feature now. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, so, I, of course, I had to go and find it and I was clicking through my list and I'm like okay what in the world do I know has a great music video uh, <laughs> to it and of course the first thing that always comes to mind is Weird Al um, and then so I was like okay well Weird Al uh, music videos ah White and Nerdy I know that, that that's that got a great video to it so I went and I found it and I in my playlist and of course I clicked the little button it looks like a little like movie cinema film icon on the lower left of the uh, play bar, um, you click this, and then it turns on the music video mode, uh, and it does. It's you know it's very good quality. It's exactly you know high definition support that you would expect it to be uh, on like a high display or you know high resolution display, and it works really well. So of course then I kept going through my out playlists and. Uh, looking to see who else I found. Uh, I know I saw, um, uh, let's see, um, LMFAO and Lady Gaga and Weird Al and Green Day. And uh, those were the ones that I know have got some listed. Um, I haven't gone through my entire collection, but those were the ones that uh, I could quickly find that I knew had videos out there. So Nice. Very cool feature. That's very, very cool. And that's something that I thought they might have teased, you know, almost in an announcement or something. That's a really, I love that feature. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, moving and, and on. Maybe to, they will. Yeah. So. Yeah. Moving so. on to something not nearly as, as fun, but still valuable. Our book 
pick of the episode, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Uh, over a decade ago, I got a job um, well, with Cargill, actually, and part of the onboarding process with them was to go through this training and um, understand the seven habits, habits of highly effective people. And some of that actually stuck with me. I'll read, up, read off these seven habits quickly. Be proactive. Begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. Think win-win. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Synergize and sharpen the saw. So begin with the end in mind. That is something that I both use in practice quite a bit. And also I, uh, I challenge people I'm with, family members or whatever, to say, oh, oh, hold on. Where do we want to end up? What are we shooting for? And let's find the best way to get there instead of being all over the place, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate on, on any of the others, but that is definitely a good book. It's almost a classic at this point, but it uh, the information is still incredibly relative. Uh, it's good. Aaron, what do we have for film slash TV? Uh, we've got Doctor Who Series 10 uh, for my pick of the week. Um just because the new season is starting up here, I think either next week uh, or the following week. I'm, I'm not sure right off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, Doctor Who Series 10 is coming. Uh, it's supposed to be, I believe, Peter Capaldi's last season uh, in this role. Uh, and then, you know, so we can expect a regeneration this season. Um, there's a new companion this season, and I think she seems really funny and humorous, so... Looking forward to the interactions between the two of them and uh, the series in general. Nice. I do like Doctor Who, but I have not got through all the seasons. I have not made time for that. The podcast pick of the episode is called Manager Tools. This podcast has been around for like 12 years. Uh, maybe it's been in, little, in different forms. Maybe it was not necessarily called a podcast at that point. Uh, originally, but uh, it's definitely something that managers, supervisors, directors, whatever you want to call it, uh, should be should be listening to. And the like, the most recent episode I listened to focused on doing one-on-ones with your direct reports, and it's very relative. It's 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 good. Uh, check it out. That's it. We are out of time. Thanks for listening to the show, friends. If you want to continue the conversation, you can follow us on Twitter at MS Mobile Show. We're also, uh, Aaron is, is on Twitter at Good Things, the, the number two life. And I'm on Twitter at Vernon EL. You can also communicate with us more formally if you want to email the show at contact at MSMobileShow.com. And of course, you know the drill, folks. Subscribe. You know how it works. That's, oh, our sponsor. And we want to thank Clifton M. Thomas for some handy uh, image editing he graciously provided for the show. Be sure to check out his podcast, Tech Beard. And I did record an episode with him recently. So uh, we'll, yeah, be sure to keep an eye out for that. That's it for the episode. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Stay mobile. Thank you.